0: what's up guys welcome to the who better than you podcast the podcast where we dive deep into self-development and how to implement more of it into our daily lives my name is gina i'm a 28 year old fitness coach and yoga instructor and i have met many other women in their 20s sharing the same struggles as me i figured it was time to get raw about what it's like navigating life at this age half figured out half hot mess Get ready to embrace your inner strength, defy expectations, and step into your power. It's time to conquer imposter syndrome and become the unstoppable force God has created you to be. No matter what life throws at you, there's nobody better than you for this journey. Let's dive in what is up guys welcome back to the who better than you podcast my name is Gina and I am the host for your show um I know you guys can't see me right now unless you see the little clips that I post on Instagram but exciting news I started decorating my house for Christmas uh just last week I'm like I'm definitely one of those like before Thanksgiving my tree will absolutely be decorated um and it's just, I don't know, it, it. once my house is decorated, it's like good luck getting me to leave the house because it's such a vibe that I'm like so content. Any FOMO I've ever had is cured and I'm just like so happy to sit on the couch and my dog is actually currently sitting right on my lap. He keeps trying to kiss me because I was eating crackers. So um, if you hear any sniffling, that is uh, Mr. Biggie that you're hearing and not me. Uh, I hope you guys had a great week. It is Friday afternoon here for me. I'm just finishing up my workday. It's definitely rainy and gross out, but I'm going to uh on a date tonight with my best friend and we are going to home goods to spend money we don't have. So that's, you know, the ad- audacity there. Uh but then we're going to just like go buy some more Christmas decorations and have like a little girls' night. So I think that's like truly the most euphoric Friday night ever Um, and I was thinking as always about my week and what it, it was that I wanted to talk to you guys about and something that I had noticed very strongly in myself was how much of a people pleaser I am and again I think people pleasing is a buzzword and we hear it a lot and we know a lot of people who do it and we might think that maybe we are or we aren't a people pleaser. Um and it's felt like something like being a people pleaser is always something that I've known about myself, but I guess I didn't realize the destruction in people pleasing and the patterns that I have repeated just based on this trait of mine that I guess I wasn't super aware of just like how not great it was. So that was where my heart was this week. I was doing some research on what exactly it means to be a people pleaser why do we people please and like how do we get it to stop because it's really uncomfortable um, to try if that's not in your primary way of communicating so I thought it would be a good idea to break this down into different categories of what people pleasing is and how we can get it to stop. So I did what anyone would do and I took it to Google and I found a couple good blog sites and then I took what resonated with me and kind of put it into my own words and how I've seen this fester um, in situations I've been in and uh, why I believe is the biggest reasons that we do people please. So the first reason that we people please is because we want to avoid conflict, which really felt convicting to me because if I can think about a situation uh that I have let's say agreed to to plans like something as silly as agreeing to some type of social event at the end of the week or like on a weekday I typically don't like to do things on weeknights because I just already know that I'm going to be tired um but in fear of weirdness or I don't even know what but I will agree to it knowing that when the time comes I'm not gonna want to go and then what ends up happening is I'm like mad <laughs> and I'm all frustrated because I'm like "Why? Well, I just had a long day and now I have to get ready and go do this and then it just like you know the the busyness just doesn't stop and it's like okay but you you definitely did this to yourself you didn't need to agree to this. But now here we are and you're just mad at nobody because (laughs) this is really on you. Um, I think some of that stems from the fear of disappointing other people. Because, you know, nobody wants to hear that they're disappointed to others. But we we can't please everyone. That's the mantra for the week for us. We cannot please everyone everyone there's just going to be people that are going to be impossible to please they're going to be people that just don't like you there's going to be people that just don't recognize your efforts and we have to be okay enough with ourselves to be okay with the reality that they have and that it's it's different than ours we're not perfect and we're most likely at some point going to experience some form of disappointment from another person that we encounter in this lifetime We are not perfect beings. God didn't make us that way. And so it'd be really silly for us to think that we can have these expectations in other people. When we ourselves know that it's impossible to meet the needs of everyone around you. And and like we're not responsible to. We shouldn't have to. So I think... You know, if you try to please everyone, then you're really just going to drag your mental health through the mud because think about when you put all of these things onto your plate. It's the analogy that I like with it's like glass half empty half full and it's like or no, I lied. That's not the analogy. I mean, I mean, it's like when you're pouring from an empty cup. That's what I mean. And what that really means is if we're giving from a place uh, that we just don't have like we're low in our tank then it's not going to benefit anyone around us. It's our responsibility to carve out the time. It's not selfish. Um, It's actually essential to make space to recharge ourselves. Like think about us, uh, ourselves as batteries. Like we have Apple watches and AirPods and iPhones and all of those things do so much for us throughout the day that at some point, they need to recharge and I mean we're that we're silly to think we're not the same way so it's very important that we do take the time like we're actually doing everyone around us a disservice because I don't know about you but if you've ever not had a really good night's rest and then you try to be your best self the next day it's just like unless you're a phenomenal actor it's really really hard to do that and so it's like you almost are going to end up disappointing someone more by committing to something knowing you're not in your best energy and then you know it's just like what what am i actually doing this for so i think we operate from this place of when you are a people pleaser it's just really hard for you to set those boundaries and be clear about what that is um and tying it back to avoiding conflict so i when i hear that avoiding conflict like let's say people are gossiping about somebody okay and and maybe you don't fully agree with them or agree with them at all but you're not going to say anything either to like stop it because it typically feels easier to go along with what those other people are saying and that's like just not that's not good either by any means like not saying anything isn't good either but out of fear of just like causing a quote-unquote commotion or just going against the grain like might feel extremely uncomfortable as a people pleaser um because you just don't want to like cause any rifts. Uh, so it's like, or let's let's think about confrontations maybe at work or at home or any relational uh, confrontation. You might find yourself avoiding confrontation so that you can make them happy. Or again, you maybe even agree with them to say that you feel otherwise. Like maybe you do feel otherwise, but you might just agree. So because conflict has such a negative tone behind it but really conflict can actually be pretty healthy um there's you know if as long as it's approached with a sense of like let's find resolution i mean we are all genetically there's not one fingerprint in the universe that is the same of yours so it would be so silly to think that we are all just going to agree on on every little thing it's actually not good it's not like not probably not even good society from a societal standpoint to be that in agreement. um You know and if if we avoid conflict by appeasing everyone then we're gonna bottle up a lot of resentment and that absolutely hits for me where I feel some type of way about something but I the last thing I want to do is confront the situation and then it all it does is hurt you by harvesting all of that like a quick example of this I was at work and this is super silly and I'll make this short but there was like a quote-unquote rumor um that was going around about something and I was really bothered by it and I was like "Hmm, I don't you know I want to confront the source and just ask like what is this and I'm telling you guys it was extremely uncomfortable for me I'm like no I'm just gonna let it go well I found myself when I was around this person who I was who I'd say I'm acquaintances with I wouldn't say we're like super close friends but close enough that you know I would talk to her at work and stuff and I was just feeling some type of way, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, Gina, either you let this go or you confront the situation in a manner that's productive, of course, and just figure out where does the truth where is the truth in this and I'm so glad I did because when I talked to her it like like the game telephone things just got so misconstrued by the time it got to me that what the story actually was. I wasn't mad at all it was actually pretty ridiculous and I was able to instantly I just felt better because that feeling just instantly went away and all I did was truly confront the situation and have not even but in my head this extremely hard conversation so I think a lot of times I've seen this happen to my friends and me too in relationships when you know like it's just not good for you and it's time to sever that relationship sometimes we just stay in it because we just we don't want to deal with with the hard stuff really but staying in it if you notice you just get more and more resentful and and the things you already don't like just get a lot bigger and and it it's like the term mountains out of molehills like you make it so much bigger and harder in your head and that's why i think we end up harvesting that and not saying anything because we don't want to disappoint anyone and we don't want to have conflict with anyone I think another really big reason that we people please is fear of rejection. And I as soon as I read that, it was like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely me. Um, and that rejection can manifest in different ways. It can be from a job. It can be from another person. And if we are af- afraid that we're going to get rejected by something, then we try to avoid it at all costs. So if you're worried, let's say, for example, you might be rejected by your boss and you can be fired one day then you may go out of your way to go above and beyond to please your boss no matter the cost of your mental health. So you'll start doing things, again, going back to the idea of from a place of lack where it's not doing anything good for you. Are your intentions really even that good? Because it's truly just to keep up with this idea of you're not letting anyone down and you're just running yourself into the ground. I mean, another example would be if you fear that your partner might break up with you then maybe you become you start acting from this place of like scarcity and you work on pleasing them rather than expecting the same from them in return and that's where I think it can get be very sticky in relationships and why I believe the idea of self-love is so important because if you really do love yourself and you know what you're worth and you know what you will and will not tolerate then you're not gonna have that problem um I definitely think in More of my younger years, I was more like that in relationships. Like, I would, whatever their interests were, would become my interest. And that's okay to a degree. But it was almost like I wasn't actually interested at all. It just became more about not wanting to be rejected by them. And that might sound really pathetic. But I think when I'm very honest with myself, that just like is what the case was. Um, And through the years, it's just something I've gotten better at and I've recognized in myself because ultimately, and and you, you figure this out as you go, but if someone doesn't want to be in a relationship with you because of just like who you are without performing or acting or whatever else, then that's, that's like a safe space. That's when you know you're with the right person. It should feel very effortless. It shouldn't drain your energy. That feeling I was talking about, like running yourself through the mud, like it shouldn't feel like something you have to keep up with the Joneses about, like that that analogy of like constantly feeling like you, you have to be this and do this and have this. It's just like, no, it's just chill. Like who you are is, it's, it's fine. Um, I also think that a people pleaser typically is pretty influenced by other people. And once again, I'm like, well, if it isn't me, (laughs) so, you know, breaking that down a little bit more, some people are easily persuaded to think and feel a certain way so i might think something is a good idea but then if i'm with a certain person and they start telling me why it's not a good idea i'm very very easily persuaded to thinking that way as well and then all that does is cause chaos in my head because then i just become so indecisive and i can't make up my mind so then i don't do anything about it and then i'm like still stuck in the same spot like, if so, let's say you follow Ky- uh, Kylie Jenner on Instagram, right? You're probably easily influenced as a people pleaser to buy her makeup while she posts it because she makes it seem so appealing or skims. Let's say skims because I could, I can understand that. Like, Kim Kardashian might post her, all her stuff with skims, and maybe Chloe with her good American jeans, whatever. All these things that are extremely overpriced. And because they all have extreme body surgeries and look like a Barbie doll we as a people pleaser can feel very influenced by that um and feel like we need to have it it's just like any trend that's going on right now like the skinny jeans they're gone and I'm okay with that like I, long live like never bring skinny jeans back that's like totally fine with me but it's just funny to me how <laughs> it's like so choogy now to see to see skinny jeans I'm so sorry if you love them I mean they're just not my vibe anymore but you notice now everyone's wearing baggy stuff and I love that look. It's very very 90s but I remember when I was young I'd make fun of my mom for like wearing bell-bottom pants and stuff and like now that's that's like my whole personality is mom jeans and wide leg pants and I like you know those airy wide leg leggings everyone has they're so comfortable but when I was young and in dance, I mean, they were called gauchos because they came to like your mid-shin and I would wear them with like a Bobby Jack t-shirt and some like thick old sla- like platform shoes were cool then. And it's just so funny to see how all of that comes back. So to a degree, I don't think you have to be a people pleaser to be influenced by trends and things like that. But I do think that you are more susceptible to following the trends. Um, if you you have that people pleasing uh, aura about you like if other people are telling you what to do you're most likely going to listen and then follow their instruction without thought like you might not you really might not really question it so I think at the core the hardest thing sometimes for me is to tell people no and it goes back to the idea of like burnout that I was talking about earlier and then over committing we I mean we all have to do this at some level like our calendars are just so extremely full we overcommit. We operate from a place where our cup is a little bit empty. And then we spread ourselves really, really thin. And I've done this with jobs. I'm actually currently doing that where I just know I'm doing too much. And I'm getting mad at things and people I shouldn't be. Because, I mean, who did this? Who signed up for this? Me. So how do we stop it? I mean, how do we how do we stop doing these things that are just putting us in this place of like low-key misery because then life just feels like it's about surviving and we're not actually thriving at all there I mean because it's like a rat race so I think what's helped me when I can feel that I'm like really really living in this energy is limiting my time on social media and it seems like a really small thing to do But it really, really is helpful. Like when I'm feeling almost like too stimulated by what everyone else is doing and what I should be, quote unquote, should be doing or could be doing, I notice that I've probably been more exposed to uh, a lot of content that day, whether that's like through Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It's just like constant stimulus. And I think that that in itself can cause burnout Um, and it can be so subconscious. But when you're really real with yourself... Um, there's been many times I finally sat down to rest and then I'll pull out my social media and then suddenly I feel this like angst that I need to be somewhere or like do something. Um, so I think it's important to take, take your time. Like a lot of times at night after I've had a long day and I recognize that I'm feeling pretty burnt out, I really don't get on any social media whatsoever. Um, just because it just feels like such a tall task for my brain and I'll just put on something on Netflix or read a book because, it's like, I already know that this is going to go down a road. I don't really feel like it right now. So sometimes your body is just going to tell you that even without your conscious effort. So uh, I think tying that in is maybe limiting the times you take phone calls in the day. I'm a chronic phone talker. I, if you are like a friend in my life, you know you've crossed that like line with me when I start calling you. Like I love to talk on the phone, it's truly my whole aesthetic. I love, love, love it. But even I have to draw the line sometimes with when I'm answering phone calls and not feeling bad about it either because we are so accessible to people at all times I don't think that's actually normal it's just the society we're in currently like sometimes if someone doesn't get back to me like in a text within the hour I can feel myself getting a little and then I'm like why do I feel like I'm entitled to a response from them this fast I mean I know me personally I'm not a great texter I'm really working on it it'll like a text will just sit there for hours sometimes a couple days and it's not because I'm trying to be rude or ignore people it's just like I don't have the bandwidth to have a full conversation or you know my brain might already be other places and then I jump to that and then I mean that's that's the spiral I believe that's why we all have freaking ADHD because like we're always being pulled in so many directions so I think you have to you have to limit that as well maybe putting your phone on do not disturb obviously that's a there's a reason that we have those those options on our phone because we can't be the only ones dealing with these things. I think the biggest challenge, and I saw this one on that website, was practicing saying no <laughs> and it just feels like my body rejects it but the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it and it's going to be really uncomfortable at first because I actually tried it and after I said no, I felt fine. Like it was really hard for it to come out of my mouth. But then when I didn't have to worry about those feelings I was talking about, like working my schedule to make this fit and do this and do that and like volunteer. Maybe I volunteer to do a yoga thing here and and not get paid for it. And like sometimes that stuff is okay. But again, this ties into your boundaries. Like there are certain things that you don't have to say yes to every opportunity. You just don't. And I think learning that's going to be a really vital lesson for me myself as well. So that's my challenge to you as you go through your week is practice saying no to one thing. I don't care what it is, um, but say no. And it's and don't say no when it feels comfortable to say no. Say no when it, it actually feels pretty hard um, and just see how that sits in your body. And again, it might feel really uncomfy at first, but it's always better to If you know that this isn't something you actually want to do, just say no now instead of worrying about the anxiety of like, okay, well now I've committed and now I have to figure out a way to get out of it. And now I'm lying because I'm making up an excuse why I can't go. And it's just just like cut all the crap. Like let's just be, let's just be direct. Let's just say no because that's okay. And we're not obligated to have those commitments to, to other people all the time. We don't need to be accessible all the time. Um, and we don't always need to make excuses either for the inability to participate sometimes. You just may not want to. And that's that's fine. Like you don't, you don't always have to want to get dinner with a friend. Maybe financially you know you probably shouldn't get dinner with a friend tonight. That's okay. Like don't put yourself in that stressful situation where it's like, well now I have to watch what I order because I can't get a cocktail and a dinner because that's going to be X amount and I'm trying to budget. And you know what I mean? Like it just becomes like, we put this pressure on ourselves. We really don't need to. I mean, what if, if you want to hang out with that person, maybe you say, well, why don't you come over to my house tonight and we can have wine and make a cheese board because truthfully I'm watching my spending. Like, you know, there's different ways. Like if we are just honest about where we are, I think that would, uh, that would really cut a lot of corners for us. So I do think that is super important and I'm going to leave us with a quote that I found. Um, On Twitter, So clearly it's uh, riveting. But it says, you're allowed to say no and you're allowed to not answer calls. You're allowed to not reply. You're allowed to cancel plans. You're under no obligation to give people full access to your energy. And I think that pretty much wraps up everything I wanted to say in the episode that we're really not obligated. We have so much stress and so much uh, pressure already from other things in our lives. We don't need to you know, put a little razzle dazzle on it and make it harder for ourselves. So that is going to be what I'm trying to work through as well. And I noticed it once I started researching this, I noticed just how much I do chronically people, please. I know my intentions are good and I know that I just want to get along with people and I just want (laughs) peace in the world, but ultimately it's okay to say no, we have to say no. And we have to operate from a place where we are filling our cups because and taking that time to do so. Because again, if we're not, if we're not straight, like nothing else is going to matter, and that's not fair either to the people in our lives who do who do deserve our our full selves. So, um, to any of my recovering people pleasers listening to this, you got this. I'm proud of you. I see you. I don't always have to agree with you, and we can still be pals. Um, and that feels. Really good to say. So, say no this week. That is my challenge to you. That's what I'm going to leave you with. And decorate your houses if you haven't yet. This is your sign. You, you still have time. Thanksgiving is in six days. So, uh, well, for me, it is. It'll probably be what, four days or whatever you listen to this. Decorate your house. Let's get jolly and cheerful. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode today. As always, be sure to rate and share the podcast. The more we rate the podcast, the more likely other people are to see it, which means the more people we can reach um, with these short, sweet little messages. No matter what the rest of your day brings, no matter what tomorrow brings, no matter what the week brings, don't you guys forget, there's nobody more equipped for this journey than you.